On this episode of the Hyperfast Agent Podcast, we are joined by Andrew Greer from Thomas Stratford Investments. Listen in as Andrew presents at the Hyperfast Hangover event. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Hyperfast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyperfast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyperfast. Andrew, hello. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. So I would love it. I don't know all of your numbers and statistics. I just know you are an incredible developer. You, I've seen some of your product. It's amazing. And I've learned so much from collaborating with you and masterminding with you over the years. So I would love you to just give people a little insight into your business and, and kind of what you're up to. Yeah, yeah. So we're a developer here in San Diego, uh, asset well, manager. I should have said that. San Diego yeah. is kind of a kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we love that market. Currently, right now, during the crisis, we have three tenplexes under construction. So we have thirty units actively in construction, and we have another forty-eight in permits right now. Wow. And. Uh, we have another 85 that are in contract for possible purchase that we're working on still. So that's a, that's what we've been working on right now. And then we also have Airbnbs, long-term rentals. We do custom remodel homes as well on occasion, depending upon what the product is. And that's really our focus is getting multifamily rents and improving properties. So that follows up. We had Noah Ostroff on earlier and he was talking about creating long-term wealth and multiple streams of income, which is right in your, your wheelhouse. Um, what I wanted, what I was hoping to focus on today, I, there's a lot of people who looked at where they were personally going into coronavirus and said, I never want to be in this situation again, right? I never I never want to feel like I have one source of income. I never want to feel. And so I think one of the strategies that would be really interesting for us to talk about today for the agents that are watching, you're the prime example of a developer that agents want to know, want to do business with. If there's people out there that are watching today that desperately want to work with builders, that's another, that's a whole nother pillar of success for them. So how would you recommend they approach builders, developers to establish a working relationship? Yeah. Yeah. So I look at it to step a few steps back and then we'll step into it. Okay. Um, When you look at your business, you need to look at, you know, how am I going to drive profitability? What am I going to do? And I like to say there's three ways and you'll remember, you know, Roland Frazier. So I take this from him. So you can do more deals, you can do more expensive deals, or you can do more repeat business. And all of those have different benefits. But to me, I like that last column. I like to do more deals with the same people over and over and over again. So that way I establish the relationship and build it on. So that opens up the door to working with developers. So one, it's going to check off those other two boxes. So Mm -hmm. new properties, generally going to sell for more. So you're getting more expensive deals. 
Yeah. You're also going to be able to impact an area a lot better by being in there with new products. So you're, you're selling new products. I think one of the most overlooked things for realtors is the fact that interest lists are gold. They're just gold mines waiting for you to pull out all of that interest and you get to start building that interest early. So I'll give you an example, one of our templexes. I put it on the market for rent. It's renting for $2,500 a door. So it's a decent amount of rent so that we can get them into a good property as well. I have 590 people on my interest list in less than 12 days. Oh my so, gosh. So yeah, so I farm that out to my team. They're calling to give them the information on when they can apply. But then we also hit them immediately with dropping them into a funnel if they want to get pre-approved for a home as well. So that's a rental property. Now, if I have a for sale product, I already know what they're looking for. At the same time that they're building that interest list, I now have them where I can start sending them everything else in the area up until that point. So I'm providing them value and I'm making sure that, they, that I'm, I'm getting them into my network. I'm going mm -hmm. to be their agent. And they like going to the people that have those connections. So one of our panelists just asked, what's an interest list? And Jose, it's just when you're collecting, you're collecting the email address, the phone number, sometimes both, sometimes one or the other of anybody who may want to live in the building, whether they're looking to rent or buy. So it's basically a pre-marketing prospect list and it's awesome. Yeah, and it's it's super soft to get people in. People want to, you know, oh, I want to be the first person to be able to buy or the first person to be able to rent here. So it's very easy to get. One of the easiest ways to get information out there, I think, like as far as it goes. Nobody's so, like, oh, I'm not giving you that email because you're getting on a priority list to get access to what you want first. Why wouldn't you jump at that? It's like getting VIP access to a club, right? You're always going to take the VIP access instead of waiting in line. Yeah, and, and it's it's just it's it's super easy. It's it's the easiest thing to market um, as well because like Zillow, all that stuff, they don't charge you for putting up your rentals, and they push it everywhere. I also use Avail.co, and that syndicates everywhere. It's been awesome. And then you know using products like LionDesk for text follow up stuff like that. It's it, so you use a, it's called avail.co? Yeah, .co. .com is a completely different thing. <laughs> so, but avail.co. I this into the chat just so everyone has it, avail.co. Yeah, so that is a awesome resource. Definitely recommend it. It came from a great person that I actually network with. I called them up about their rentals and that was what they came to. So higher price point more deals and that third box repeat client business to get back on pace the upside here with working with a developer is you're going to develop a buyer box um and i can explain what this means here shortly you're going to have quick decision making which is something i'm sure that we all love um quick decision making from buyers if they're going to buy or sell is huge and then it's a non-emotional client and i warn you very much so it is a non-emotional client this is something that I've had a lot of problems with realtors in the past when they they want to see me push something a little bit further or you know like oh well can't you just go 20,000 over on this you're you're doing a 10plex and I'm like no it has to fall in these slots like 
I know where things change. So non-emotional client, you're building that relationship and you're going from there. Well, in the the non-emotional client, there's a lot of benefits to that, right? Even though there's some drawbacks in that they know their numbers and the numbers are what it's all about. So they're not going to necessarily go dollar over their threshold. They also aren't going to be having buyer's remorse and freaking out and calling you. I just got off the phone during my lunch break with an agent who has clients that are panicking. Mm-hmm. And she was like trying to help me, just like help me. They're yelling at me and they're acting crazy. Like you guys are skipping all that crap. And then you're able to do the other huge benefit is talk about multiple deals. You're taking down 10, 15, five, you're taking down multiple deals all at the same time too. Yeah. So, I mean, in San Diego, I have 163 properties that I send out to different agents and I say, go prospect these properties. Here's the phone numbers. Here's the address. Here's what they are. I want to buy all of them. Like I want to buy all of these properties, make the connection. You'll get paid. I promise it's what I'm doing. I want these properties. If they somehow got all 163 we could raise the money for all of them because they fall within a very defined space. So there's really with the right developer, if they're doing the deals a certain way, like here in San Diego, if I get these deals, they're, they're uh, 7,000 square foot lots, 140 feet wide uh, by 50 feet wide with alley access located in two neighborhoods. And any of those, if I have them, everyone's raising their hand to invest in them. It's the easiest one for me to do. It's the one that I have plans for already. So if you bring it, I can look at it. I can say exactly this number is what we can pay. You need a napkin. You're like, boom, 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 done. Yeah, exactly. And that's a, that's a great thing for an agent when they walk out of a meeting or meet with a client and say, I have a buyer and they're sitting there and they go, I know I can get this done. Like this is this, we don't even, you don't want to show your house because of coronavirus. Perfect. Like, we don't have to. They don't care. They're looking to buy. They want the dirt, not the house. So don't say that to the person, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dep- some people though are very interesting on that. Some people will want to sell it because of the location. It's polarizing though, so you need to feel them out before you do that if you want to get yeah. it done. <laughs> I have been known to be polarizing, so that might be an issue. <laughs> See, I don't feel like you are at all. I well, it's because we've never had a situation that was polarizing, right? Yeah. Um, But I think the the clients, just because I've been the one in the living room for years, that's how I built my business, right? You just have to feel them out and what their needs are and focus there. A lot of them, they don't like the idea of the neighborhood changing or the house being torn down. And so they'll take the lesser offer because they don't want their house torn down. So just just throwing it out there. Yeah, that Um, is definitely with those with those sellers. You have to be careful if it's, you know, I just love this neighborhood and I don't want to see it change. And all these apartment complexes are popping up. Don't say, oh, there's going to be one here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You want to approach that with a little sensitivity. Um, Okay. So someone, let's imagine that someone watching right now, they're with you. They're like, look, I want to do more deals. I want to create this other pillar of my business with clients that can do multiple deals at the same time. Let's imagine it's an agent in San Diego. What would they need to say or what value would they need to bring to do their first deal with you? Yeah, so this is a a small amount of effort can go a really long way. 
So I get constantly hit up for people like, I want to learn how to invest. I want to do this. Can I pick your brain? Can I do, you know, they hitting me with those, those types of questions. But if someone comes to me and says, I was looking at your project in National City and I was looking at your project over there on 27th Street. I noticed these things about it and I noticed you bought it this way. Is that what you're looking for? And if so, can we sit down and review that so I can understand how I can bring that to you? <laughs> Just switching it where you actually know what I'm building makes a huge difference. Like don't, you don't, want to bring, you don't want to bring luxury to me. That's not what I do. But there's other guys I know that you want to bring luxury too. You don't want to bring them my lots because we're both going to say, have you, have you even tried to figure out what I'm buying? Like, are you even in my farm? Like, so that's, I think, incredibly important uh, for agents to understand. Well, in one, the one approach, which is how I would imagine most people approach you, let me pick your brain. Let me talk to you about your business. Let me take from you is like the theme of what you hear. Right. And the other approach is, Hey, can we have a conversation so I can give to you, add value to you, et cetera. So it's, it's interesting because the way that I built my business, I wanted new construction listings. That was my background. Right. Mm -hmm. And I studied all the builders that were in the market that I wanted to take over. And the common theme that I saw is they had agents that were not helping them with the acquisition piece. And so when I started meeting these builders, I knew if I just said, hey, Andrew, can I uh, represent you and list your properties? I mean, what would you say? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Stand in freaking line, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, everybody wants to represent me and sell my properties. Like that's like of no value. So that's, you guys do not want to approach it that way. Um, but if I said, hey, I want you to know I have the ability to acquire the assets that you want. If you define those assets, like for me, I, I always told my builders, it's like Fogo to Chow, man. If you put on the green light, I'm going to bring you the shit. But if I bring you the shit and you don't have money, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. And I was like straight up. I'm like, because I work really hard to get these opportunities. You know, it's not easy, right? So I would get them to commit to me that they would change it to a red light if they didn't have the money before I wasted my time. That also gave me power, right? Because they knew I wasn't like some little peon agent. I was like, look, I won't do business with you. If you forget you're at Fogo to Chow and I keep bringing you the meat and you don't switch it to red, we have a problem because I've wasted my time and I'm coming to you first, right? So that, that much time could make me lose the deal. So just by defining that relationship and then following through, like you said, you have a list of 163 properties that you want. So you would be the ultimate developer to work with because people would have to go out and figure out how to deliver those properties. Most of my job in figuring out how to get the developer was getting them to define what they wanted. And most of them don't know, like yeah. they kind of have an idea, but they don't know whether they're the luxury guy or they're the, the middle of the road, or they're like the, the entry level guy, because they're just trying to figure out where they are. Like you're very evolved. So the thing I would tell you guys when you're approaching a developer that's not sure who they're gonna be yet, is you have to understand how they look at the money and what their benchmarks are. Even if they don't know, if they say, oh, I would do luxury or I would do this, then you need to understand how they get the money. 
Do they raise the money from investors? Are they going to be able to write a non-contingent offer? Because if you're going to go hard into this and do the work, you want to be partnered with the right developers that have the resources to follow through. Definitely. You have to understand how the money works. Like it's, it's huge. So we, uh, we're set up in such a way on those style of properties that we close in-house and raise after. And that's our, that's our powerful sell to agents that bring us good deals. 100%. And the, yeah. And in the ability to buy in the place we want, like we'll close in 17 days or we'll close in 10 days. I just got to have clear title and I have to have a couple things from the city, but it's not going to be difficult. And I'm going to give you all the reports I get. So that's, that's really what it is. And then from there we close now on the luxury, some of that stuff we've done in the past, we were, we would have to raise. So we had to get longer time periods and we just decided one, we don't like that space. It's just not as, it's not as fun in my opinion. Um, and a lot of people think it's a lot of fun, but that's, that's just the, that's why you meet a lot of different people. And then two, I just, I like knowing that we can close fast because I like feeling like we got that win over our competition. So, mm-hmm. cause I've done creative stuff. I've done some really creative stuff, but sometimes in the end, I'm, it's exhausting. <laughs> so the, well, the and when you're reinventing the, the wheel every time you can't scale. And right now you're the epitome of an example of someone who knows what they're good at. And 163, is that what you said your total yeah. pipeline is? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not many people in the country that are doing 163 units especially not in one city, right? But that's all about knowing what you want, going after it and having a model that works. Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you have a client that needs to buy or sell a home in the DMV area? Then why not trust the highest selling team in the DMV, the Carrie Scholl team? We've helped thousands of buyers and sellers and would love to help your clients. And we guarantee we will save them time, money, and stress throughout the process and they will be so grateful that you referred them to us. Go to carryshoal.com to learn more. Again, that's carryshoal.com to learn more about sending us your clients that need to buy or sell a home in the DMV area. That's carryshoal.com. So if someone who's watching is trying to evaluate a developer partner, what questions should they be asking? Here's my pro tips. So first of all, you need you have to know why you're meeting them up front, which is what I went over. You know, I want to discuss with you how I could bring you more properties like X and Y. Um, and then you need to review those properties up front. So you can come to them with an intelligent answer, such as, I see you brought this property that are all around 10,000 square feet in this neighborhood. Is that your basic requirement for entry? And that going back to, you know, what our buyer box is. Ask them immediately if they have existing relationships with agents and if it's a problem if you're coming in. So if they're tied to a brokerage, if they're anything like that, you don't want to go down a path where you're not going to be able to negotiate everything out the way you want it. Um, If they have those relationships, just just find out. Most likely you're not going to get a lunch with them if you're doing that or have a coffee or a call with them, but just you want to know that. And then next, request their buyer box. So... Like you said, a lot of developers don't. I used to have like 17 buyer boxes, but I can tell you which ones I like. I now have really like just two main buyer boxes that I really focus on that we're good at. 
So, and it, it goes down to, I'll give you like our exact number one is RM2-5 lots with alley access, not on a quarter, located within the transportation priority area. That's it. And there's only so many of those. And if they go further and say, do you know which ones they are? I can give them all of them. <laughs> so, because I know which ones they are. Next, as we mentioned, you need to request their buying strategy. And this is what we're just going over. Are they cash? Are they financed? Or do they do creative strategies? And then you need to ask, if you could bring them a dream deal, what would it be? What's that dream scenario? So when you're sitting down in living rooms and having conversations, and all of a sudden it clicks to you, holy cow, like, I thought this was a flip. This is not a flip. This is an investment deal. And that's really where we tie in a lot is those houses that are way too messed up to be flips. And, you know, they're going to have to put in 150000 and there's only a $200,000 spread. And by the time that's done, they're not going to get money. Yeah, too much risk. Where we come in, we're going to put in all the money and get rid of that house. And then we're going to generate more income by creating more units. It's really like where the, the sweet spot is in the market. And that's, that's what we like. That's where we, that's where we step in. That's where we insert ourselves. Sure. So, um, but those are really the most important questions uh, I think any agent can ask. And once they, I agree with you. And once they identify what you call the buyer box, which guys, if you ask the average developer, what's your buyer box, they'll be like, what? They don't, that language isn't like, at least in DC, if I went to a developer and like sat down and was having coffee and was like, so tell me about your buyer box. They'd be like, what are you talking about? Um, so it's really what, what we're saying is just define what they would jump on and buy right away. And I like to ask in how many of those can you handle at once? Like I always want to understand capacity and I am always looking at how I can grow my partners. Right. So I want to ask, okay, what would have to shift for you to do more? If they tell me I can do three a year, 10 a year, 20 a year, whatever it is. Okay. What gets in the way of you doubling that? Because if it's money, then I know I can add value by bringing investors to the table, right? If it's the, the acquisition piece and the land, then I can focus on that. But you want to listen to what's what's preventing their growth and what their ultimate goals are. And for some of the builders, like now I'm doing development. I don't know if we've even talked. I have over 100 units in my pipeline in D.C. Oh, and wow. Basically, Ben, I partnered with somebody that I had that coffee with where I was like, I will get my hands dirty. I will do the work like and he had another agent that he'd been working with at the time. And I was like, listen does your other agent acquire properties for you? How many opportunities have they brought? And basically I was asking a series of questions to get him to come to the conclusion that that was not the right agent for him. And I was trying to get future business. What happened is he worked with me on one acquisition and then he fired his other agent and I got all the other deals that were in the pipeline. So do the research, as Andrew said, first, define what the person wants, look at their long-term growth strategy. I think a lot of times real estate agents, you guys all have the capacity. The reason you're on this call today is you really want to grow, right? And you have a growth mindset. Understand the business people that you talk to, if you help them lean into their growth and figure out their five-year plan and like understand what the evolution of their business is, and then you figure out how you can be the solution to that, 
you're creating a long-term partnership. I started working with my development partner that I'm partnered with now eight years ago. And by the way, my ask when I said I would go do the acquisitions was that he could only work with me. It was an exclusive relationship. And he was like, basically, I don't even know you. And I was like, okay. So if I, if you're, if you turn on the green light, the Fogo de Chao again, you turn on the green light and I can't bring you a deal. You can work with anyone you want. But if I bring you the deal, then you only work with me because I want to invest my time in a partnership. Right. And it paid off and we're still partners today. So I would, I'm not saying if I went to Andrew in San Diego right now and said, Hey, work exclusively with me that'd probably be a pretty tough sell because he's further in the process. When I met my partner, he was not where Andrew is. So some of you, your targets are going to be the guys that are a little smaller right now that are looking to grow. And a huge thing, like when you were getting started, capital was an issue, right? Yeah, always is. Still is because we always, we want to do bigger, bigger, bigger. Right. And more. Yeah, always. So if you have an agent partner that can actually help raise money, like I look at it this way, you guys, all of the agents, you guys have influence over tons of people that you've been their support system when they were buying homes. So for me, I just started telling people, hey, we have amazing opportunities. If you're looking to diversify and take some money out of the stock market and be, and I had clients calling me. I had a past client call me when he sold his stock and he was like, I have over a million dollars sitting in my bank account. I don't even know what to do with it. And I know you help people. Like I know how, I'm like, yeah, I can help you all million. I can help yeah. you with that. Right. So don't forget if you've never raised money before, it's not hard. If I were talking to Andrew about partnership and I said, Hey, I have a, I have a 150 past clients. I have 300 past clients that trust me. And I think that I could actually connect some of them with you to potentially invest. Can you walk me through how I would have that conversation and the details of the financial upside for them? Would you be happy to share that with me? hundred percent. I think you know, you'd be like, wow, this is not like this agent is not like other agents, right? Yeah. It's, it's funny you bring this up because we have a pilot program right now for agents in San Diego where we pay for an ad spend for them to their client base. So we pay for ads to their custom audience to do a Zoom call with a group where they host us as investors to talk about the market. Dude, you're so smart. That's amazing. Yeah, so they, they get elevated on a pedestal is not just their realtor, but a real estate pro. And it opens up a door for us to work with their clients. And then it builds that relationship with them, with us, where we invest the time into them, helping them learn how to acquire what we're going after. So it's uh, awesome. It's it was funny at first. A lot of people are like, "Why would agents even do that?" I'm like, "Why wouldn't you do it?" <laughs> and they're like, yeah, "They're they're not going to buy houses from them." I was like, "If they were going to invest, they were going to invest." So yeah. you should show them. You know that you know the people they should invest with. Well, and what you're doing is actually caring deeper about their financial future and you're giving them another stream of income, right? 100%. When you do that, I promise you, you're going to get more referrals from those people. You're not just reaching out with like a freaking recipe for them to cook up or whatever. Some of the silly touches that people do to try and stay in touch with their clients, you're providing actual value, right? I, I just can't even express how much I feel like if you guys harness this 
and you you listen to this conversation that's recorded, listen to it a few times and take away the nuggets of what Andrew's taught you about how to approach, what to say, the questions to ask. And then if you take and add this element of raising money for the developer on top of it, they're going to be like, when can I meet with this person again? This person knows what they're doing and they need to see that you can deliver, but don't be afraid that you're not going to be able to raise money. If you bring 15 people to a Zoom call or you schedule conversations about investing with 10 people and the developers coached you on what to say, people are going to invest. They are, especially if you have like, you probably have a pitch that you use, right? Like, uh, yeah, it's it actually, it's agents that have actually invested with us. It's, we pitch directly to them and it's, would you like to become a real estate pro for your for your clients? And we we go down the same path of, you know, you're gonna you're gonna send them a calendar, you're gonna send all this stuff. Do you want to work with your million dollar clients or your hundred thousand dollar clients? We're gonna open up your million dollar client door and we're gonna build that relationship for you. So and it really comes we invest in them so much more when they're doing stuff like that for us, and it just becomes a win-win for everybody. It's huge. It's huge. And even taking the ideas that you've brought about doing webinars, like having suggesting that you get a group of people and the builder do the webinar. We've actually done that on some of our investments where we've brought one of our development partners and then put them in front of a group. And we even did that. Um, we have a investment group called grid. Mm-hmm. So we had 125 people in the room and we just had them present and it's been, it's been huge. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. I think we've raised seven million in the last quarter. That's killer. This last quarter was really tough. <laughs> Actually, no, seven million prior to the last quarter because we, okay. we already like... had. We raised a million during Corona, mm-hmm. and that was hard. That yeah. was like the hardest money we've ever raised. We're close to that right now, but we got the majority of it yesterday. So it kind of feels like a cop out. (laughs) Because everybody in San Diego, like this is over, right? Oh, California is a little crazy about it. So it's not over yet, but we can go to the beach. So it's a little. People have told me like, if you walk at the beach in San Diego right now, like nobody's wearing a mask. You don't see masks. Like it's like normal. That's that's how a lot of people are for sure. So... (laughs) I, I think the rest of us are looking forward to more normalcy whenever that, whenever that comes. 100%. Um, Jose said it would be really cool to have a pilot program in New York where you could, you could raise, like raise money from other segments so that people could diversify their assets and where they're doing it. It's a good point. If people, I know we're going to run out of time here. Mm -hmm. If people want to reach out to you because they feel like they have clients who may want to invest and not necessarily in their market, but they might be interested in investing in San Diego or in DC or, you know, wherever for you specifically San Diego, what would be the right way for them to reach out to you? Easiest, fastest is Instagram at Realty Entrepreneur. I get, I've done a ton of raising the capital on Instagram in the DMs. It's nuts. And then uh, additionally, Andrew at thomas-strafford.com. You can go there. You can go to thomas-strafford.com and enter on the contact page and we'll reach out to you from there. 
Will you do me a favor? Will you type that into the comments real quick? Yeah. Just to make sure that we capture it because I feel like there are people on the call who are looking, actively looking for ways to boost. And if you're looking for ways to help your clients right now, guys, even though it's a hard time to raise money, one thing that I would say the majority of Americans have in common right now is they're trying to figure out how to have multiple streams of income. They don't want to feel like their fate is in someone else's hands. I've had past employees reaching out asking if like one of my employees um, went and got a master's degree and he reached out to me two days ago and said, is there anything I can do part-time? Like I just need some other stream of income besides he has a full-time job um, that he could do with his schedule. So now he's doing you know, his full-time job, school, a part-time job, but he's like, I just want to, I want to feel like I have control and I don't want to have student loans. So Andrew, thank you so much for being yeah. here today. I am looking it's forward lovely. to getting back to San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be great. The pot, we shot the podcast not far from where I'm sitting right now. So nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Right. All right. Well, have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you want to reach out to Andrew, you see his information. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyper Fat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyper Fat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests, improve our shows, and give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.